Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, November 27th, we look at Lesson 9, Turn Their Hearts. Join us as we look at what it means to seek the Lord with all of our hearts in order to live for Him with everything that we have. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. Excited about this one. Lesson 9, Turned Their Hearts. In our memory text, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 29, But from there you will seek the Lord your God, and you will find Him if you seek Him with all your heart, and with all your soul. It's a promise. Uh, we see it uh, semi-repeated in Jeremiah as well, but it's one that we can hold on to, and it's a promise. So therefore, claim this promise, right? Yeah, I love this promise because it just kind of shows once again how this uh, book is so relational at its core. Yeah. You, you know what, what it did for me as well as I was studying it, just gives depth, depth to the book of uh, Jeremiah as God promised, hey, these things will happen if you turn away from me, but if you turn to me, you will find me. And even in your being taken away captive. So mm-hmm. God warned them of this years and years, years and years before in prophecy. And Jeremiah was the perpetuator of the prophets of the prophecy. And I believe it's, it's coming around again as well. Yeah. Yeah. God is asking us to give him everything we have, not when we're taken captive, but before. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but sometimes when life is too good, we say, oh, that can't happen. That's so far in the future or so mm. far in the past. Well, it does repeat itself sometimes. Yeah. And so this is a perpetual promise with also perpetual warning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with that being said, Michael, take us with... Uh, and this is not miyitin, right? <laughs> this is uh, miyitin, uh, and uh, who will give? So share with us, Michael, for Sunday's lesson. Yeah, so we're digging into some Hebrew here, and um, yes. you know, if there's, you know, and we're at the time of year where uh, I don't know how it is for you, Buster. Yeah. My kids are kind of giving some hints of uh, ideas for Christmas presents. Oh yes, you, you've had that happen yes. too. <laughs> Lists are being compiled. Yeah, so yes. pipe dreams are being made. <laughs> pipe dreams, a lot of pipe dreams, and uh, and and a few good hints in there, and uh, and and you know it's it's fun. You know we're starting to think about, and even around campus here at Swahoo, we're seeing some uh, some Christmas decorations. I saw the the big Christmas tree there, and more on uh, the more building is going up right the, in the center there, and it's reminding me, oh, it's time to start uh, thinking about <laughs> uh, seasonal holiday decorations. That, and, that is true. And so, obviously, my wife's like, hmm, um, maybe we should think about a maybe a real Christmas tree and get some of those Christmas decorations up, right? Um, those things that we want. Yeah, apart from grading, where are we going to find the time, Michael? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, of course, there's other things in life that have a lot more depth and meaning. And I was just sitting in the cafeteria today, uh, and I was visiting with, uh, with a student, and uh, and I could see he was he looked like he's been having a hard time, and uh, and so uh, and and I love it. You know, this is the the best part of teaching is is having relationships and and being relational. Um, and and he asked me how I was doing. I said, you know, I've had a really hard week. Our our dog, uh, yeah. Prudence and and Buster, um, thanks for being just a good friend, um, because our our dog of almost fifteen years, Prudence, uh, passed away. That that was really tough. Although she was getting old and suffering, and um, and we're talking about this term miyatin, 
which means to really desire and want something. And yes. and when you have a, a pet that's dear to your heart, you know, you want them to live on. You don't want to have to say goodbye. No. And yet at the same time, I also um, don't want them to suffer. And you can see they're really getting to that point. And um, so is that time, Buster, to say goodbye to, to a real precious animal in our lives. And... I, I don't know. The Bible's not really clear on this point whether whether animals will be in heaven or not. But no, um, not. but you know, I, I kind of like the Jewish tradition that that uh, that that the animals that are precious to us are precious to God. That we will see them again. So I, I kind of hope for that. Um, I do too. And and I was talking to the student. He, I, I was really grateful. He you know he just how are you doing, professor? You know and and then I asked him back how how are you doing? And you could just see a glimmer in his eye. And he told me that that last week his his grandfather had passed away, and um, and then one of his really good friends here at Swau, his father died of COVID too, all in the last couple of days, and um, <sighs> you know, and I said, you know, and I could see that it just seemed to be a cloud, and and I I said, you know, and I got to thinking, well, I I wanted my my animal pales in comparison to the people around us that we love and care about. And I, you know, none of us want to have to say goodbye to any of them, but, no. but that's really, um, we want happiness. We want, um, joy. joy. We want the people around us that we care about. We Safety, want, security. Yeah. We don't want to have to say goodbye to those kinds of things. These are the things that truly matter deep down inside. And so I got to thinking, well, my dog just pales in comparison, but I was so thankful to, to hear him share from his heart, to just be able to connect and hopefully encourage each other. And, and, and then right away text my other student, Hey, just want to let you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here for you. If you need anything, you know, um, these, this is, this is me, you 10, um, I want I want what's best for you. Um, I want what's best for my students. My students want what's mm. best for for me as well. Those relational connections, um, and this is what's really going on in, in Deuteronomy chapter five, which is this verse here um, that that God wants what's best for us. He wants life, eternal life, ultimately. But he wants what's he wants life. He wants happiness, joy, like you were saying, Buster. Um, and this is the heart of this passage. You know, the these are the commandments the Lord proclaimed to your whole assembly on the mountain from out of the fire, the cloud and the deep darkness. And he added nothing more. And he wrote them down on two stone tablets. And um, and then we, he heard out of the blaze of fire and, um, and, and God reveals his glory and majesty. Verse 24. Mm-hmm. And he hears the voice. Um and and they're afraid that they're going to be consumed, that they're going to die, right? Yeah, of course, and, of course they do. <laughs> and then at the at the very end of this passage, verse twenty eight, um, the Lord heard you when you spoke to me, and the Lord said, "I have heard what his this people said to you, and everything they said was was good. Oh, that their hearts would be inclined to fear me and keep all my commands always." And again, we've talked about this before, but fearing is this word respect. So paying attention, right? So that it might go well with them and their children forever. So whether it's a pet or it's a grandparent or even a father in the midst of this COVID pandemic, um, God is a God of relationship that cares about um, our happiness and joy and he cares about our lives. Yeah. Life. You know, you know, I saw, Michael, as you were describing, especially your relationship with uh, Prudence's. Yeah. 
that don't get me wrong, I'm not calling the audience dogs, but that that relationship that we have for our pets, yeah, in a lot of ways reminds us of mm. uh, of the relationship that God has for us, the care yeah. that we're supposed to have, uh-huh. and just as God doesn't, uh, we don't want to see our pets suffer, especially no. as they get older. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm dog sitting right now for a family, and their their oldest dog is 12, and oh it limps a little bit, but it's mm-hmm. such a good dog, mm-hmm. uh, but. He doesn't want to not only see us suffer, but he also doesn't want to see us causing others to suffer. Wow. He wants to see us being the perpetuators of his love towards others. And, yeah. and that's that's one thing we love about dogs, which is they yeah. protect and serve our families. Mm. Man's best friend, right? Yeah. Even yeah. even our cats, right? As crazy as they can be, right? We love <laughs> <laughs> And Michael, you have a you have a couple of cats as well. We do. Uh and 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 all this. Uh, what, mm-hmm. what I'm trying to share is Hopefully, we are reflecting the kind of relationship that God is wanting us to reflect, not only towards back towards Him, mm-hmm. but back towards one another. Yeah. Because, uh, Michael, when I went and visit with you and your family, mm-hmm. your entire family was 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 suffering because mm-hmm. of the love that you guys all shared mm-hmm. for this pet, but also enjoyed seeing the comfort and joy mm-hmm. that you guys gave each other yeah. and be able to turn towards another, not one another and dry each other's tears and mm-hmm. embrace one another. That's what this is all about, relationships. Yeah. And so hopefully we are not being the causing of other suffering, but we're being the cause of others finding joy and comfort yeah. in life, in relationships as God has asked us to. Love it. Love it. And thank you again for coming by and praying with our family, Buster. That, yes. That meant a lot to us. Uh, let's look at Seek Me and Find Me. What's what's going on here? You know, this 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 lesson, this lesson for me has been really touching. It's been really good. It's been a time to t- take a step back away from... Just everything else happening has been a really busy time for us getting mm-hmm. ready for trips and everything else. But right. but uh, Deuteronomy 4, 25 to 29, uh, and I highlight it here, especially 27 through through uh, 29. Mm-hmm. And the Lord will scatter you among the peoples and you will be left few in number among the nations where the Lord will drive you. And there you will serve gods, the work of men's hands, wooden stone. Which neither, uh, which neither see nor hear, or they don't smell, right? So mm-hmm. you're going to be forced to serve these things that you're choosing yeah. to right now. Wow. He says, but from there, you will seek the Lord with your God, and you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. Yeah. So he's saying that you're going to be taken away captive. You're going to be find yourself in a, in a strange land, mm-hmm. but I will bring you back if you turn back to me. I'm just asking that you recognize me. You mm-hmm. acknowledge me. God is saying, I want you, but I won't force you to want me. Yeah. Right? And so when you want me again, I will mm-hmm. be right there. And you don't have to be carried away captive to, in order to want me. Mm-hmm. And, and let's hear, this is not punitive, right? Yeah. This is not like, I, I think sometimes we look at it as, oh, he's coming down with a lightning bolt. No, this is God removing his, his helms of protection. Mm-hmm. He's removing his conditional promises. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, these are conditional promises. If you turn, yeah. right? Yeah. Say, if you don't, I won't force I won't force good measure upon you, right? You're making a choice. And mm-hmm. I, I want the audience to understand that. And, and it's, this is also not saying every bad thing that's happening to you means that God's removed his protection from you. No, that's, that's not what this is meaning. He's talking to the entire children of Israel. He's talking about an entire nation being taken away captive as a, as a result of him withdrawing his protection from them. Yeah. Uh, so this is not talking about the theodicy of God necessarily of why do bad things happen to, to, to good people. Mm-hmm. But this is talking about God saying, I will be with you, lo, always, even to the end of age, but mm-hmm. will you be with me? Wow. And that's the question that he's asking here. And we see that a little bit more in 29 through 31. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just read 29, but 30 and 31, 
when you are in distress and all these things come upon you in the lat- in the latter days you will turn to the Lord your God and obey his voice mm. for the Lord your God is a merciful God he will not forsake you nor destroy you nor forget the covenant he made with your fathers which he swore to them mm-hmm. and so this is a generational promise one mm-hmm. that i believe still is continue on but it's very important to understand this word here which is turn which is the original word shuv and to not forget so mm. he's saying and we'll, we'll get into this, uh, I think it's Wednesday's or Thursday's lesson, but to repent. Mm-hmm. It's asking us to repent, mm-hmm. to turn around and not forget, meaning have him at the forefront of our minds. Mm-hmm. If we do those things, he is saying, mm. not only will I be with you, but you will be with me because you want to. Nice. Right? And so, uh, Michael, you have all the tough Hebrew words today. I'm telling you, I feel like I... Uh... It must be because I took the our world religions class to the synagogue last week and I had to <laughs> I was forced to brush up on my Hebrew, you know, it's kind of a little rusty. Sorry, Dr. Leatherman. And uh, if you're listening, uh, but uh, Teshuvah. Teshuvah. Uh, like, I, I wasn't even going to attempt it. Thank uh, you, Michael. Well, I'm trying. I hope I hope that's all right. So, uh, Dr. <laughs> Leatherman, I tried to try to hopefully uh, do a good job from from all the the classes in Hebrew that you invested in me. Uh, teshuvah. And uh, basically that word at its core meaning means to repent, mm. means to turn away. And uh, this idea, this biblical idea throughout the Old and New Testament that uh, repentance is a turning away from sin. Uh, it, it's 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 that like that GPS, right? You know, <laughs> you're headed somewhere, headed in the wrong direction and kind of reminds you, um, left, you know, turn around, turn around. You can write the ship, right? Yeah, yeah. But I would say you can write the ship. You can choose to. You can choose to turn. Yeah, um, and and that's through the Holy Spirit. You yeah. know that that's prompting us and allowing God to work in and through us, uh, and to turn our lives um, in the direction of grace, yeah. of allowing God to work in and through us. And and it's amazing. Um, it's not saying that there won't be bumps along the road as as you start heading in that right direction. But once that GPS is pointed the right way and you know you're going the right direction, there's nothing worse than being lost. And you're just like, I have no idea is there where anything, I am. Is there anything scarier? Right, yeah. Especially yeah. if you're in the middle of nowhere and you're out of gas or whatever it might be, right? Yeah, I mean, you can imagine. <laughs> all, and uh, so, yeah, and, and that's, that's what's going on here. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter uh, 30. Uh, verses 1 through 10 talks about the blessings and curses. I'm not going to read out uh, that whole passage, but I encourage you to just check it out. But basically the idea that if, if God has compassion on us, and so yeah. when we pay attention, he wants to bless us. And when we don't pay attention, there are consequences that happen. It's, it's just very How real. How dare you say consequences? I know, right? <laughs> we live in a world that doesn't like to hear that, right? No. Yeah. Oh, well. I like to hear it when it comes to you, but not when it comes to me. Oh, oh. oh yeah. Point the finger, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that seems to be how it is. Yes. And, uh, but yeah, that taking personal responsibility. Uh, yes, it's true. And saying, you know what? I'm sorry. Um, I messed up. This is, a mis-, you know, and, and sometimes those can be the very hardest words to actually say. But when it comes to relationships, when we actually say them, oh, what a world of difference it makes. And it can heal relationships uh, in ways that are just uh, uh, profound. And most of all, God wants to hear those words with us and say, you know what, uh, uh, teshuvah, um, I'm sorry, I repent. I, I turn away from where, where I was headed before. And um, 
And 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 when that happens, there's a heart change. And uh, our next section with all with all your heart, Buster. You know, uh, I I would read this section to you, but it's Deuteronomy 31 through 10. But I'm just going to read verse 10. It says, to me, it says it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, if you obey the Lord, if you obey the voice of the Lord your God to keep His commandments and His statutes which are written in, the, in in this book of the law. And if you turn to the Lord, uh, your mm-hmm. God, with all your heart and with all your soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what happens if you do these things? Verse, yeah. verse 9, kind of doing it backwards here. The Lord, your God, will make you abound in all the work of your hand and the fruit of your body and the increase of your livestock and the produce of your hand. Mm-hmm. For the Lord will, ra- will again rejoice over you for good as he rejoiced over your fathers. And so right. we see here, he's saying, I, I'm asking you not just to blindly obey. Yeah. It's not a checklist. It's not check marks. Mm-hmm. To obey my voice. Yeah. In order to hear someone's voice, you have to have proximity. Mm-hmm. Right? So it means intentional listening, hearing. But yeah. it's not just hearing. It's it's it's, it's understanding and then comprehending mm-hmm. what he's asking us to do. Mm-hmm. And that shows relationship. Yeah. And from there, he's saying, with all your heart, I want you to turn. Yeah. And those heart, that heart will then produce the action. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and listen, you're finding the balance in all this, Michael, can be quite difficult. I understand it. Yeah. This is why we have a lot of infighting in the Adventist church. Mm. Faith versus works. Yeah. And uh, both sides want to throw out uh, all sides, right? But you can't. Mm-hmm. There's a balance there. Yeah. But I do know this. Faith has to precede works. Mm. Faith precedes works. Heart precedes even faith, right? Like, yeah. God, I give you my heart. I'm prompted. I mm. respond to what you're doing in my life based off of not only experience, but based off of your word and there mm-hmm. it produces faith and there it produces these works. Yeah. Uh, and so that, to me, that is the balance. And mm-hmm. that's something that we forget because the only thing I, I can't look into your life, Michael, and see your faith. Of course. I, I see your faith by seeing your works. Mm-hmm. And so therefore we have turned fully onto works, but it can't, it can't be. Yeah. We have the trust that God knows what he's doing. Yeah. And trust in the Holy Spirit. You mm-hmm. know, I, I think of the book of Acts when they chose the the new deacons, right? Yeah. They prayed and the Holy Spirit, and it let them, those who are filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. We trust what the Holy Spirit's doing in their lives. And someone might say, mm-hmm. yeah, but how'd they know? Their works. Yeah. It was even more than that. It was spirit, no spirit. It's spiritual discernment. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully we're, we're, we're going off of that, recognizing that our heart produces faith, which then produces the works that God is asking us to do. Mm-hmm. So Michael, help us repent and be converted. Oh, well, <laughs> I wish I wish it were that easy I, <laughs> and something that, that could just be uh, uh, dictated, right? And say oh, everyone's, you know, like that, that Constantine so who marched his army through the river and baptized everyone, right? Oh, hey, hey. <laughs> Mass conversion. <laughs> but what does it mean, right? And uh, the first of these uh, two passages, Matthew chapter three, talks about John the Baptist mm. and uh, fulfilling the words of the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. And of course, he was in this austere camel's hair robe. I'm glad I don't have a camel's oh. hair robe. Don't, don't. That's not on my Christmas list. Not, not go there, yeah, right? <laughs> that or the locust with honey, Not neither one of those. <laughs> and, um, and then finally sees the Pharisees and Sadducees and says, you brood of vipers. I mean, talk about intense. And and then challenges them, produce fruit in keeping with repentance. Mm. So this idea of turning away, <clears throat> excuse me, and that, that there's some there's a connection, just like you were talking about, Buster, yes. between what you say and what you do, um, that that uh, that turning away should have very real 
um, uh, impact in how we live our lives. By, Mark, 1, by their by their fruit, you shall know them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, beautiful. Mark one fifteen. The time has come. He said, "The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news." So again, this uh, a different passage uh, from another one of the the synoptic gospels. But again, just this beautiful idea. Uh, repent and believe. So you're turning away, but you're turning towards something. Yes. And it's it's something good, good yeah. news. Yeah. You, you know what scares me, Michael, is that sometimes that word repent is used in the mm. negative stance. Mm. Uh, I think of when Stephen is being stoned and he's preaching yeah. and he talks about how their hearts were being converted or were being uh, returned, right? Mm-hmm, so it's this mm-hmm. uh, it's epistrepho in the in the New Testament, uh, but it's the same concept, uh, conversion of meaning being turned. Yeah. Their hearts were being turned back towards Egypt. Wow. But God was trying to turn their hearts back towards him. And we find mm. that there's this actual tug of war that's happening in our own lives. I know what yeah. happens in my life every day where mm-hmm. God's trying to turn my heart back towards him. And then the world's turning my heart back towards, uh, towards the world, right? Yeah. And eventually we just make the choice every day, God, help me to turn just yeah. a few more degrees, more and more towards you. Competing for the affection of Ooh. our hearts and lives. Ugh. What what has your heart? Yeah. What has you? What's turning you? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And and Jesus just says again and again, I think that's the point of this chapter is I want your attention. I want your heart. Turning. I, I want your love. Their hearts, you know. Yeah, you have yeah. my love. Can mm-hmm. I have yours, please? Pleading. Yeah. And so I just want to encourage our listeners, you know, wherever you may be growing, um, wherever you may be spiritually, um, God, God loves you and God cares about you. If you're the only person in the world, Jesus, we know would have died just for you. And so whatever you may be going through, uh, hopefully it's not as tragic as my student that I sat down with for lunch today. Um, or, and of course it pales in comparison to losing a, a loved one, like a grandparent, but you know, our own personal trauma in our family of losing a beloved pet. Um, or maybe it's just something going on in your home, you know, with kids or marriage or work, um, that God wants our attention. God wants our hearts and whatever challenges you may be going through to, um, surrender those and, and give them to God. And, and if there's something distracting you from God, repent, turn away from those things and turn toward Jesus, turn towards the the beautiful, the gospel, the good news that that God has a promise of hope for you. It's never too late, and hopefully we're we're all yearning for that process. Absolutely. Well, I think that's uh, it for another week. So this is Sue and Swoops signing, signing out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.